0: Hello and welcome to the Creatives Podcast, where we explore ideas around creativity, curiosity and intuition. I'm the host Elise and on this podcast I'll be talking to a range of artists, both emerging and established, about their own journey with creativity. Today I have with me artist, coach and facilitator Sarah DeFor. Sarah, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. I'm really well. Yeah. I'm lovely so to be you. lovely to be here today. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know from a different state and obviously very different kind of weather conditions. I'm mm-hmm. um, the snow and you're in the in the sunshine at the moment, but it's so beautiful and so wonderful to be able to speak with you. Likewise. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm really curious. You are a facilitator and a coach. Can you tell me a little bit about how that all started?
1: Oh, um that started about 2 years ago now. And my partner is actually a coach uh, himself. We met over 2 years ago now and He introduced me to the whole world. Um, I I was familiar with the concept of of it, but I was never very interested in it. I I definitely thought I didn't need it because it was fine, right? Like I was just Mm. functioning as a normal human being, doing normal things. Um, Everything was pretty sweet in that sense. But then I discovered this whole world within coaching and especially within integral theory and the combination of integral theory and neuro linguistic programming, which is NLP. And just for people, if they don't know what what that is, um, I can, you know, elaborate on those terms a little bit more. But um, it basically opened up a whole new world for me and a whole new depth in terms of a grounding of already my spiritual uh, inquiry for myself. So I was already reading books from kind of like spiritual books for Waking Up uh, from Sam Harris, I think it is few other, the surrender experiment, the power of now. Um,
0: yeah, I'm reading that at the moment.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, just lots of different. I can't even think of all the books right now, but lots of different things. And um, I was very much on my own sort of spiritual process, and then my partner introduced me to the world of coaching and the power of that, and how mm. the power of how you obviously as an individual can't see your own blind spots, right? So. And it's like, wow, this is just this whole new world, and this whole and the framework of integral theory is just is profound, and it keeps it makes things very, uh, it makes the process and the spiritual process or the developmental process, depending on where someone is sort of uh, interested in and where someone is at in their in their journey, it makes it very clear and very sort of pragmatic and uh, systemized and very approachable uh, for the more sort of rational mind as well and more a more cognitive deeper understanding and it allows this framework for a deeper understanding of where we're going as human beings and and what what this process entails and what life means and so on so i got introduced through it through it through my partner and then i did my first um nlp course about two years ago and that's where i just had this massive shift uh, a massive shift in just in insights and in just wow my perspective is so biased and I really had this realization of my perspective is just my perspective and it means it's completely subjective and it's completely different to everyone else's perspective and it's actually a miracle it's actually a miracle that's what I realized then that we're communicating and relating and uh, interacting in ways that we do as human beings and that we've got guidelines and and you know like rules or whatever you want to call it but things that keep us sort of on this on the similar track and sure people have different perspectives within that right but i was like so from nlp shows us that from from about two to 200 million bits of informations in the external reality the conscious working mind can hold about four to seven pieces of that mm. per, se- per second um which means that we're just so completely in our own world in that sense, and to to realize that, and also that to realize that everyone else is holding four to seven different pre- pieces, probably right. So it's just, and that just blew my mind. So it opened up this whole new world of of depth within my own process of inquiry and um, uh, development, and and within myself. And also wanted to share that work with others. So uh, that's where it sort of that's where it sort of started. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so wonderful that you're in a place that you can kind of share that knowledge. And it's so true about perspective as well because there's just so much stimuli and so much information. Our brain our brain just can't process mm. that. And like learning, um, like studying psychology, I found that really interesting that there is just so much information that, you know, our brains would overload. Like we have to prune our neurons and like the connections because we can't mm. just keep them all. Like our brain can't do that. And so it selectively pays attention to things that are going to benefit us so our beliefs and ideas then start to be like seen through our world and it's just crazy to know we can be in the same situation we can be in the same place have the same job and even then our perspective is still going to be completely different because of what we're even seeing and taking in and understanding is different Mm. even in the same environment i think that's just crazy
1: yeah yeah exactly well that that's what i thought too and that that realization sort of brought me to to coaching and the power of having one-on-one conversations and we also do group conversations and how we can share those experience and inquire in this together just like this interesting phenomena of like just life like how mm. how does the how does that work and how does reality work and what is our role even if there is if there's an active role I think there is an active role, role in a sense, but there's more passive role. Like we're kind of just being here, right? Like and we, think mm. we, we're, we think we have this purpose and these missions and all these things. And sure, but that, that's true maybe to some degree in a sense, right? Like I'm not saying that that's not, but there's more of just a, from where I can see right now, which that perspective constantly changes as well. So I might say something different in a month's time, <laughs> but you know, where I'm sitting right now, it's kind of like, Uh, how can we allow reality to just move through us and with us and us being receptive to the world around us and and being able to shift and move and and flow as reality um and that comes with and it's funny you said that you just mentioned it how we how we our our perceptions perceptions and our biases kind of like lean towards what we either want or do not want. You said something along yeah. those lines, either like yeah. or oh, what we think is good for us. I think you said that. So and that's that's just so interesting, hey, like that we we move towards pleasure in a way from pain constantly, mm-hmm. basically. And and how can we sort of rise beyond that and be be okay with whatever happens right and that's sort of that's part of the process as well so yeah it's a, it's so fascinating yeah
0: yeah yeah for sure and i think from reading like the power of now and really just understanding just about being present that's really helped me because rather than always being led by external things of you know gaining um pleasure or running away from pain i've just realized like now is all that's guaranteed and whether anything's going on the outside if i'm happy within it doesn't matter and that's really made a big shift in terms of how i interact in the world because i don't mm. have so much emphasis on it. it's like oh i don't it's not like i need that pleasure i need that pleasure or i need to like avoid that pain it's just allowing mm. whatever mm. to happen
1: yeah and that's that's something yeah beautiful that's beautiful that you're sort of that you're on the same quest in that sense and that's that's something we we talk about in in the coaching process as well of how I don't know if you're familiar with the term ego construct and and what that is the ego um but the the ego is basically the part within our brain or within ourselves and also within our, it's 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 a thinking thing but it's also a feeling thing and it's anything we anything we perceive to be as a sort of an individual self so anything that just a someone-ness there's a someone that's sitting here with certain ideas and opinions and perspectives and certain a certain will comes with that a certain free will comes with that and that some oneness is it's its only mechanism for for us on this on this planet is to survive basically and it comes in different ways for different people so when someone says oh i'm afraid that my boss will fire me or i'm afraid to big trip or adventure or i'm afraid of the state of the world at the moment with covid and everything that's happening there or climate change or this or that whatever it is right like the the it's all a product of the ego construct that fear, in a sense, and that whole fear mechanism is also um, is what drives most of us most of the time. And the process that we take in coaching is how can we free ourselves from that, from that fear mechanism, and from that, and live in a sense more holistically and more truthfully and with more joy and light and lightness and fun. Really, like that's one of the things I've also like through this process as well. Like first. On this sort of spiritual process, I started with, okay, we're gonna meditate an hour a day, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do this, and we mm-hmm. like a, a little bit more strictness around that. And now I'm really finding out like, it's really, it's it really doesn't actually matter. Like it's it's just about how can we have fun and just enjoy enjoy life here and and create and recreate and express goodness and um, be that love and that light for other people also to to inspire other people in that sense and and just yeah just have fun like shit is just not serious actually right Mm, like we take we take things way too fucking serious most of the time uh including myself by the way that's still a work in process in that sense but that's yeah that's yeah that's that's a very important part of the process in my perspective yeah
0: yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and if you're looking back on your life you know when you're you're older you're not like the whole reason of having life I guess is to have fun and we have work so then we can have money to then fuel adventures and fun like the reason we work so hard is so we have the money to then have fun like the fundamental thing behind it all isn't necessarily to just work hard or have you know like work long hours but it is like the reason you do work obviously for security and financial reasons but also to have fun like if you're looking back on your life at the end of it you want to be like yeah mm. i i had fun i enjoyed it
1: yeah and I, I would even reframe that or or make that more inclusive in the sense of like work is fun <laughs> work yeah. is play yeah. in a sense like the, like obviously we we get to choose what kind of work we do in to a degree and uh, or like nowadays we can really we can really actually choose what we want to do right like there's yes. so much opportunities for entrepreneurship and so on and so on so yeah like how can we make work playful and integrate that in life and i really enjoy um those moments and and it's funny that you also that you're reading the power of now because what i've noticed in my own uh, process and also what i see in in people that i work with is everything becomes joyful when you have a true reciprocal relationship with the present moment Mm -hmm. like really because what's what's up in this moment nothing right like it's just flow and problems or seemingly problems (laughs) are created by the mind either being in the future or in the past yeah just future scenarios tomorrow this next week this or in the past oh my God three years ago this happened to me or whatever it is, right? Like just those narratives, those stories prevent us from being present and being in just creative flow. And that's, that's where creativity comes in for me as well in terms of we are actually presence itself. We are creativity itself. And um, I think as children, we are creative expression. Like we, yeah. most children are creative, right? And I think a lot of people as we grow up I guess I think there's one quote, I've seen it. How can we, as we grow up and become adults, still embody that creative spirit within us? And it's kind of like a, a miracle if that happens for people, just because the system the system allows it in a, in a, to a degree, but also to a degree not, because there is mm-hmm. s- certain expectations from the system and maybe expectations that people put on themselves. But I think essentially everyone is a creative being and is is here to express that creativity and creativity for me uh, is my is been my exploration it comes from being being really silent within oneself and the more we can find that silence within ourselves the more it will inform the quality of listening
0: mm.
1: around us and and listening and seeing like actually seeing things around us shapes and forms and so on and listening to sounds and you know listening to the totality of what's in front of us and within us as well simultaneously and becoming that vessel of creative expression that, that runs through us in a sense like creativity is not something we do as an act well we we mm-hmm. do we 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 are engaged in this it's it's an active act of Am I surrendering and opening up uh, and walking into unfamiliarity, in a sense, right? Because even if we now, for example, I'm I'm sitting in my living room, and if I look at around the room, there's there's a, ta- a table of something that we call a table. There are some oranges here on the table. How do I, like, I only know to call that oranges based on my, my past my mom somewhere told me that are oranges Mm. right like somewhere I've learned those things are called oranges and they're orange and they you can eat them and so on right but Mm. if we can really look at the world with this sense of wonder and awe Mm. and just have no idea what we're actually looking at because we don't we don't actually like the moment we know we don't know right so and this is that unfamiliarity and that for me is that creative act of like opening ourselves up to creativity to run through us. And therefore, in my perspective, the, the quality of silence in the mind, um, which is essentially that noise that wants the, the, the chatter in the mind that wants to know things and understand things and so on. The more that can sort of quiet down, the more someone is open for creativity and, and for, for that source to, to flow through. So, yeah. Mm a little bit of a monologue there but yeah
0: yeah that's so interesting that's why I think I love traveling so much or just being in new environments is because you go in with that absolute curiosity like you don't know what the room looks like you don't know what the scenery's like and so Mm. everything's just new and you're curious and then uh, yeah because so many people live in autopilot they just assume that's what the place looks like that you know you don't ever really truly look and question it and pick things up off the ground and truly look at it because it is so familiar you don't think and i think that's a really beautiful thing about creativity is that you pay attention to those things you get to distort the ideas you get to play around with it you can flip it and then you can take it across different mediums and put it back and it's just such a fluid thing between your mind and reality and questioning what that reality even is
1: yeah absolutely like, i think curiosity is so such a um it's just the the thing in creativity that's required right like one of the most important things in my eyes in terms of just being constantly curious and questioning things like oh why is this or why is that like why is a just like what are we actually looking at what is that thing you know what i mean like what is what is light even like it's such a we're so familiarized with all these things on the planet which is also yeah yeah, which is also kind of like if you constantly walk around you have no idea what you where you are then it might be very you know disturbing in a sense but I think so it's also nice to sometimes to sometimes just (laughs) let it all be and just know where you're going in a sense but I do agree with in terms of what you said of the autopilot like most people are on autopilot right and and Mm. that's that blocking off of that wonder and curiosity and awe for the world which is I think is just the very birthplace of any creative act in that sense of any creative movement to come through like if that's if that's not happening how how you know what I mean like uh, Mm. maybe maybe it's possible but I I wouldn't see how but yeah
0: yeah and I think we're even on autopilot in terms of just life because we are kind of, we're born and we just go through life. So we don't question it. And it, when you become curious, all right, what, what even is life? Like, what am I doing yeah. here? What is my purpose? You really start to, to question it and have that wonder and get excited about it. And then, and it brings up as well, you were saying how you were kind of just floating through life and then you met your partner, which kind of woke you up to this side of thing. We also live so comfortably that you don't need to question. It's like, oh yeah, life's pretty good. It's mm. all right. Nothing's wrong. So I'm just going to keep cruising. Yeah. And it's not until you really start to question that that you can go down and you can delve so deep. Like mm. it's just unreal the growth you can get. But so many, you know, mm. so much of us are just comfortable with how things are that they're like, oh, I don't really need to challenge it. I don't really need to know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think like um, for me that was the case. That was a, that was a real turning point in my life when there was a when there was a bit of a life life crisis is what I would call it. But yeah, there was a moment of like real like like i don't know what i want but i just want not happy not in a happy place right and mm. i think for me that was the catalyst to to in in, in coaching we use this and, and that's also how we're trained it's like the breaking down is the breaking through you can't mm. break through without breaking down and it's such an important like it, yeah in my eyes i've seen people around me and i've seen it in myself uh i've heard many stories of people that that really open up to the truth of life and and you know what we're here to do and so on through some form of some form of a crisis and um and i'm not saying that has to happen but i do think it's more likely for someone to actually start to question Oh, hey what what is this life actually about and 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 what am I doing here? And what's my role in this? So yeah, I think that's a very important part of it. Yes, yeah, well. I
0: think, yeah, I think it's like when you're threatened by it, like it being removed or not there anymore, that you start to to really question that. Like if you're in a situation where you no know, life could be taken away from you, or a, a crisis that makes you think of it, that's when you start to question it. Um, um, but not many of us go through that, and it's not it's not needed. But it's just often the case of that's mm. been you know, put smack bang in front of our face and so that, whoa, what yeah. even is it? What, You know, you really start to question it. And I think a lot of people find that hardship is kind of a blessing in disguise because it does wake them up to that. And then they go through that kind of self-discovery mm. um, path and, and it's such a, an amazing learning curve. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like
1: th- th- that's been my experience as well. And I th- yeah, it seems to be for a lot of people the case in that way. And I think that's that's again coming coming back to what i earlier said as well around that that, that part in ourselves that the ego construct that thinks that we're a someone that needs to keep itself alive and so on that gets, that gets shaken up that bit, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. am I even safe? Am I even, what is it? That, that that part that we misidentify with, in a sense, because it's not actually what we are. We There's a misidentification with what we think we are, which is that just that someone-ness, that sense of being a someone-ness, which, and that someone has things and feels and has opinions and things and perspectives and so on, beliefs and values and so on. That part is... Then threatened right like it's mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's threatened by some form of survival and survival can also look like not belonging to a tribe uh, to your tribe uh, like your family or friends or whatever it is or like uh, financially not being able to sustain yourself or like some form of threat to that construct to that sense of identity shakes it up right so that shaking up of that oh, I don't know who I am anymore or what I am anymore because of that particular threat that, yeah, that seems for a lot of people a part of the process in that sense. So, yeah, that's definitely been my experience for sure.
0: A hundred percent. And you were saying uh, that you went through a little bit of a crisis. Do you mind telling me a little bit about that period of your life?
1: It wasn't that big of a deal. But um, for me at that moment, it was like I really started to question certain things. And it was just I was finishing my studies I, I was just at the back end of my study, so I was r- writing my thesis. Um, and then there was the same time I also broke up with my ex-partner. Uh, we had a five-year re- five relationship. So that was kind of like my whole idea, my whole idea of about myself, my identity structure, was kind of all reliant on, not all, but for a big part, reliant on this relationship. And like, oh, we're going to have mm. this beautiful life together. And there was all the future plans and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, I didn't want that anymore I there was a different path and there was like a shift in myself but I think what happened for me is that I started to question basically everything in my life I was like do I want this like I have studied um marketing and business communication and there was even a question of do I want do I even want to have some job in this kind of field and if so mm-hmm. what and then I didn't have a partner and I was like oh like there was just like lots of heartbreak and just lots of releasing going on, but I think my that was for me, and it it does it's not even that extreme in that sense. But oh, and my grandma also died in that same period, so there was there was just a, a different events adding up to each other that sort of shaken like had shaken up my whole idea of self, mm-hmm. and that yeah that was sort of the catalyst for deeper inquiry, yeah. And I think, I think that's, that those events have different magnitudes for different people as well. And people interpret different events. Like someone can have a, I don't know, bad grade on school and can have that being like such an experience in their life they really start to question things. And someone else needs a bit of a bigger event and someone else needs an even bigger yeah. event. You know, like so it's all yeah. it's all relative in that sense. But yeah, there was a period that I really started to to question everything. And that allowed me to but i but i know for sure now looking back at it now that it was there was such a point of a catalyst and it was such a moment of actually stepping into my potential i just didn't see it back then as as such <laughs> but if i look mm-hmm. at it now there was definitely a big opening in also my creativity in that sense that in that period i started to paint more again so i know almost like it sounds a bit cliche maybe but the healing power of of creativity in moments like that as well because it's really an expression of it can be really expressions of feelings and emotions and things that are coming through and um, for me that was a period of of finding some form of Groundedness and safety and trust within myself through that process, through that creative process as well.
0: So yeah, Mm, that's exactly the same with me. I I yeah, (laughs) um, yeah, a bit of a hardship as well. And I always felt like it wasn't valid because it was never physically that big of a problem. In in a sense that it was more of like a mental battle, like with mental health and things. And so it's interesting that you were saying that. Oh, it wasn't too big a deal. It's like it doesn't matter what the event was or how big it was. It's just know if it affects you it affects you and I think
1: Mm, exactly
0: interesting yeah it's really interesting for some someone say getting fired for someone it's like whoa okay what do I want to do with my life now what do it what really makes me tick what do I want to work in and for someone getting fired be like oh you know that's crap Uh, I hate it I'm gonna you know I'm I'm, I'm fine I'll find another
1: job and I'm sweet or whatever but I think that the difference in it would probably be where is the where is the real sense of identity living for someone. If someone has been doing a study for like six years to become a lawyer and finally is a lawyer and then gets fired or something, there's a whole more investment in there, right? Like there's so much mm-hmm. more investment in there than someone who is just like, oh, I'm just doing a random catering job to sustain myself a little bit during the holiday or, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. So there's it seems to be that's been that's been from my perspective the case the that the, depending on where someone's sense of identity and sense of self is really shaken up and that mm. can be through in a relationship a job a I don't know a family dynamic um, you know all sorts of things friendship moving into another country whatever it is right and yeah that's th- that seems to be the case just because that sense of identity is the only thing that can really experience any form of suffering, in a sense. Yeah. So the moment that's questioned, in a sense, of co- that's going to feel shit, you know? Like, that's, yeah. not, that's not a nice experience. Yeah, so that's been... Yeah, because yeah.
0: Yeah, you can't judge how bad uh, an experience was based on what happened, because events are perceived so differently. Like, for someone, you know, getting fired, that's whatever they don't care and for someone it can completely shake their world like that can be the all mm. and end all and I think that's really interesting that we seem to be like you know this event must must have been harder or must have been worse but yeah I guess if it shakes you it shakes you and so I went through a bit and at that mm. same time I found art and that was a massive thing just as a form of therapy and of expression and that was yeah very very similar to you I just kind of let it flow through me and that's kind of where it's gone.
1: Mm, yeah beautiful
0: yeah I've heard m- more stories like that hey that art is
1: found mm. in in kind of those places of of grief right yeah. like we're grieving mm. we 're grieving ourselves we're grieving a part of ourselves that is to be let go of and grief and any form of sorrow or grief or like a strong deep emotion like that that's kind of beyond our thinking and our feeling but really like a sensory experience in the whole body in our whole being more so is so close to love is what i've noticed and Mm. so so close to creativity it's almost a similar expression of reality there's a blurry line in my experience between grief or sorrow and pain if we want to call it like that but anything like that and also then the most deep love and beauty and creativity Mm. so it kind of merges into one at some point like it's like it's the same thing in a sense it's like it's yeah it's so i can't even fully explain it in words it's hard, hard to describe but it's That's been my experience, like it's this really deep sense of being alive and this deep sense of being alive is sometimes like this real deepest sorrow together with the deepest Mm. love someone has ever experienced. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but that's definitely what I've experienced, that moments of just joy and love and just expansiveness there's a bit of pain in there as well in a, in a weird way, right? Like mm-hmm. and not pa- not a pain as in, oh, I feel bad, not like that superficial stuff, but more like, yeah, d- there's something interesting in reality in that sense, or at least how we humans experience that and, and perceive reality in that way. It's been my experience at least, yeah. I
0: feel, I feel like the more alive I feel, the more happy I feel, also the more pain I feel on the other end. And it's not to say anything's wrong when I feel down or low but it's like the more alive the more like euphoric I feel the more periods of just pure yeah like hardship or grief or pain that I feel and I know that's just a part of life and that's just like something I'll sit through but it used to be oh yeah I feel okay I feel pretty good or I feel a little low like you know this is all right and now I'm feeling pure like euphoria you know through traveling and meeting people and and living but mm. also going through probably the biggest struggles and the toughest emotions.
1: Hmm. Yeah, probably gonna be that. That might be a period right now that you're going through, and definitely resonate with that. That's something I've experienced probably like around. And then some at some point it flattens out a little bit again. Like it, it, it becomes a bit more balanced. Is what I've noticed at least in myself. And that that's been also in the in in coaching the process to, in a sense, live more harmonious with those. Kind of let's say it like up and downs just to describe it really simply, um, mm-hmm. and live, live, live more acceptance of every state, so whether that's whether that is joy or complete you know ecstasy or or just pain and how to balance that out in a sense, but balance out is not even really the right word to to explain it, but more to how to how that can flatten itself out through being in complete acceptance of both of them because the only reason we experience you know any form of of suffering coming back to that again any form of suffering is by either attaching ourselves to something that we want like we want this and we don't want that so either there's a desire or an attachment or an aversion and a resistance to something Mm. the moment that happens whether that's externally like the a desire for an ev- uh, for, a th- let's call it, a trip to go a particular way or to not go a particular way. That's more externally, but even a desire in our own state. I want to feel really happy and excited today. And if I don't feel that, I feel shit, right? Like because there's an mm-hmm. attachment at the same time, and this is like our do du- that. That's how dualism works, right? So that's how dualistic minds and our mind can only perceive things in dualism because it's the nature of the mind. It it splits things up and it fragmentates mm-hmm. and it's that's the way it makes sense of the world. Uh, which is very useful but it can also be it it can be used it it says it's downfall and it can be used as a tool but it's not the full expression of what we are and we we kind of have mistaken ourselves to be just this dualistic perceiving being in that sense but with with up there comes down of course but if Mm. you take up and down away what's there but it's just what it is, right? It is. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. And that's kind of, if you're reading uh, The Power of Now, that's also uh, what Eckhart is trying to explain there. It's just, it's, it is the moment, the now, this moment here right now is what it is, mm. right? There's no, there's no good or bad in that. There's no right or wrong. There's no up or down. There, it, is, it is what it is. Like there's nothing yeah. to it right there's and it's only our subjective experience of that which is which is again that mistaken identity that ego construct that takes itself to be someone mm. do you do you think a fish goes oh this is not so good and mm-hmm. this is better like or tree yeah. right no right so that's a completely yeah that's a completely human reality in that sense and it's and that's where where human suffering lies as well, because we be want things to go a particular way, or we don't want things to go a particular way, and that's that's the whole for most people where most people live their lives, and that's that's what we do in coaching is to how to, how do we transcend and include that so we can still think dualistically because it's somewhat useful sometimes as yeah. well, but yeah. we can also see that it's that it that it's both, so it's it's both simultaneously we're it's both dualistic and non-dual at the same time which is kind of like a trans dual perspective is what we would call it but it's like how can we live from that place then everything is sweet right like everything is just sweet like there's nothing to it
0: yeah what i found really interesting as well about being present is it's how really really helped just with like anxiety and fear because all I've got to do is think, all right, right now, is there anything wrong? Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, right? And then I go yeah. through it. Like, okay, cool. I'm actually, I'm safe right now. You know, I have food. I have shelter. I'm okay in this very moment. That's all that matters. It's the whole fear of, oh, but I don't know what's coming next. Or I'm scared about approaching someone. Or, and they're not right now. Like they're mm-hmm. a potential reality that might happen, but I'll deal with it when it comes to the present. And like right now, I'm okay and I'm safe, and that's helped me so much because I didn't realize how in my head I get, you know, oh, this is happening tomorrow. I'm so scared. What happens if this happens? And I'm there, in the now, just putting myself in a situation that might not even happen.
1: Hmm. Yeah. There's another another question um, that comes up for me in, in that as well. This is something that we work with in coaching as well because a lot of people experience uh, anxiety, right? Like or any any form of fear for the fear. for future scenarios. Mm and it's it's all so you already mentioned that it's always something related to the future like there's always some future referencing happening in the mind because otherwise you're not anxious so you're in a made-up perspective of the future that hasn't even happened yet right which is what Mm -hmm. you already what you already said and another um so you're like right here right now what's actually up nothing right So super good tool to just come back to that right like just if that works for you that's amazing and then also what, what what could be another question to add to that is is this useful to think about this right now? Mm. And, if, and if it's not, let it go. And it, it's like, oh, I'm going to plan tomorrow to go to this art gallery or I'm going to yeah. do tomorrow, I'm going to do this project. Well, you know, like, it's fine to think of the future, but that are kind of useful thoughts. Right? So it's like, yeah. cool. This is kind of useful for me right now to think about this. So, okay, let's engage in this thought kind of thing. But if it's not useful, let it go like it's actually just not useful let it go and that's yeah and also you can only let it go if you have hold on to it in the first place so if you're not even holding on then you can't Mm. even let anything go but then we can't like we're canceling it out you can only let go of something if you hold on to it in the first place right Mm. so it's just what you said about is there something right here right now no and that's probably the easiest way to go for some for, for some people it's kind of like hard to grasp in their mind it's like okay i can You know, I can rationally understand that, but there's still this feeling in my body and so on. And what we then do is like in the coaching process as well is like, okay, where's that feeling located in your body? Because so many people and any form of thinking, you can't have any thinking without any feeling attached, uh, like associated with that. Mm. So the moment we think something, there has to be something happening in the body, but most people live so in their minds that they don't even feel what's happening in their body. They right? completely
0: disconnect. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's not even an awareness of what is actually happening in the body and the moment we start to ret- return to what is happening in the body and where is this happening. And even even going into that feeling, right, like let's say it is in the heart space for someone cool let's let's feel this feeling in the heart space where is this located for you and then someone is like okay it's here located how does it feel yeah it feels anxious how do you know it's called anxious though oh that's I, <laughs> right that's a mind label up on it just an energy when people say emotion what they say is energy and motion they're simply mm-hmm. energy moving through the body we have all sorts of labels and ideas about that but if we really sit with just the the energy expression of that and not label it with the mind, then it's how just, do you know? It's just an energy. I don't actually, maybe this is excitement or this is we, and then we put another label on it, which is more useful kind of, but we can to go even clearer and deeper and just clean. It's just like, there's actually nothing here. There's just an energy. There's nothing, no association with the mind necessary. And that's where real clearing happens because we can cognitively understand to a certain degree. And we mm-hmm. can really free ourselves to a certain degree cognitively. But where the real clearing happens is really in, in what's happening in the body. And the moment we can do that, it's, it's probably not going to return because an energy doesn't just come back out of the blue. Like it's, it's the moment we can clear the feeling. And it just, it's just not gonna come back, even as a thought. Because you just, the moment, maybe, maybe the first few times it comes back a few times and it will be lesser, 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 right? And the moment it comes up as an energy, because someone is so attuned with their energy, with their body, it's just like, oh, nothing. So it doesn't, mm-hmm. have, it doesn't have any fuel. So the mind is fuel for the moment we, for that energy to come back and come back and come back. So if we clear the energy, The mind can't even, you know, feel anything. Feel anything. It can't even label anything. You know, another tool that we use in coaching in that sense a moment someone comes with, let's say, something like anxiety or something like that. Yeah.
0: Mm, So interesting because I feel like we so often push away what our body's feeling and use just the mind. Like, you know, they completely, like, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this way. And you use the mind to rationalize or. Or kind of remove it and it's something that you need to be be aware and kind of tune into that because it has something to say like the body is telling you something and it's so important to listen to that and i found that really interesting as well with the mind realizing you know i it's there for a reason and it does do good stuff like if i want to plan my day or if i want to work something out you know mm-hmm. to use my mind but as soon as it's become when it's not effective anymore or efficient to allow it to go to realize me thinking about the same situation over and over isn't going to be helpful. Me ruminating about something in the future that might not happen, not really helpful and that's interesting as well to know like when you're in the now, if you're thinking about the future, you're pretty much living your life in a situation that hasn't happened. Because yeah. like right now is all that's now and like that's just crazy to think of.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like we we live so much in our own imaginations, right? Yeah. Like just in our own little world of imaginary stuff like fantasy we're just in la-la land really actually like most of the time right yeah. and and then indeed like coming back to this present moment and then even in in a process that we do it's like the, even the, the the depth of the present moment is there's so much there's just so much depth in this present moment the moment we're not distracted because the only thing the mind does really is distract us it's a distraction mechanism in a sense and it's not to say that it's bad right but it does distract us from what is actually true right now mm. so and and those distractions come with certain feelings associated with certain thinking right thinking and feeling is a loop it's like it's like a bind you can you can only think something if you feel something you can only feel something if you think something like that's like the bind and how to to free from that bind is to really start to become aware and this is where you know, we call it sitting practice. Most people know it as just meditation. This is where, but we call it more sitting uh, because meditation has a lot of connotations to it and a lot of ideas with it. And to become more aware of these thinking, feeling loops and these patterns and to become more in touch of what is actually true about us, which has nothing to do with what we think and what we feel. It's, it's beyond time and space. It's beyond thinking and feeling. And it, that's actually what we are. And if we can connect with that, we're free from all Mm this stuff. And and then we're actually more true in relationship with reality, in relationship with the moment. And then we can go even deeper and deeper and deeper into the depths, into the depths of this moment because we can seemingly be in the now and that's true and that's really useful, right? Cool, I'm not going to think about the future. I'm going to be now here, which is really, really true and really, really useful. And then we can go even deeper into if you really are here and you have no idea what you're looking at, what's here? Mm. If you, have, you do, don't know anything right now and you're in this moment, what's, what's this?
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. And that's just a whole another level of, of depth, of curiosity and wonder and just pure energetic presence. Mm. And unfortunately, not many people get to experience that. Like, not many people have found a way to get out of their mind. They're so stuck in it that they haven't truly yeah. felt that feeling of presence. Yeah,
1: that's and true. And I think,
0: I think lockdown's definitely been a massive one for people to realise. Well, I, it's thrown a spanner in the works for a lot of people. People are like, cool, so here's my travel plans. Here's my work plan. And then lockdown's happened or, you know, COVID's changed things and people have really had to be like, okay, what I thought was going to happen has now changed and i guess that ties in with being present in in the sense that you just don't know what's going to happen and so do you get stuck with your mind and do you get angry and mad at the situation or do you allow it to just be
1: yeah yeah i think it definitely is a you know i think everything that happens in a manifested world is kind of like an expression of what's happening in the unmanifested world so an expression Mm -hmm. of consciousness in a sense and so for for me, there seems to be a reason that this whole COVID thing is happening. Um, not that I know the reason of that, but that like everything happens for a reason in my eyes. Um, yeah. so, so, so yeah, like I think it's a great opportunity, and it's probably like it almost makes me think of like if you know a if you know a um, a caterpillar that goes into a cocoon, like it becomes a butterfly, right? But it goes for a period; it goes into this cocoon. It sits there and it transforms through isolation, in a sense, right? Like it, it transforms through isolation, and it's it's also present with itself for a while. So it's not outside in the world doing all the stuff. And in a way, how I'm seeing COVID is almost and a caterpillar eats a lot of food, right? It eats a lot of leaves. It almost eats all the leaves away that there's almost no leaves anymore. Mm. And there's this process in there of like it eats it eats it eats until it's like almost explodes right and it's just full that's the moment when the caterpillar becomes a cocoon and that's the moment when it starts to transform into a butterfly and a butterfly is like for a lot of people even in a symbolic representation of freedom and 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 flow and joy and lightness right that kind Mm. of like this life comes alive and it's, it's a funny or like it's an interesting perspective to look at it in what's happening <coughs> in, the, in the world right now. And there, will, there could be around, and this is just sort of like a, a play, you know what I mean? Like I'm not saying this is definitely true, but this could be the case that it's kind of like we've been eating so much from this planet and we've been extracting, extracting, extracting kind of like a caterpillar. Maybe this is our, play, our time to come back into our home and to reconnect with what is true for us to then come out as a butterfly and start giving back to the planet Mm -hmm. as well. Start giving back to each other, start giving back to life and become this wonderful butterfly in the world. And, and I think we write that story simultaneously. Like we write, we write where we're going now, 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 and now like we're constantly making decisions that informs the, the next decision, right? Like that's how we, what, ha- what happens now informs the next step, informs the next step, informs the next step. So it's really how are, how are we going to use this as an opportunity as a moment of, of potentiality and possibility? And mm. that's, that to me is also, again, links back to the creative process in a sense of like, this is how nature works. This is how lives work. And this is how reality and the divine, if you want to say it like that, is expressing itself potentially that's my perspective
0: yeah wow that's such a beautiful analogy like that is so beautiful to see it that way and I do feel like as hard as COVID has been on everyone I feel like it's almost this collective shift you know like a lot of people need to go through something to then question you know what they're doing in life and I think this is exactly what it is it's a time that everyone's slowing down and going away from work so they're questioning if that's the work they like they're questioning their way of like routine and as a collective, we've all got the opportunity to reevaluate that and to take this moment as a time to deepen the understanding and to question it and to start that. It's almost yeah, a really beautiful collective shift that we get to go through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I also think it's a choice. And I also think whatever is going to happen is exactly what needs to happen. The way I perceive life is really like it's perfect no matter what. Mm. Because the only only thing that doesn't think it's perfect is our minds that ha- decides to not call it perfect or to think this is better than that or this is good and this is bad and this is this and this is that, right? So, it's reality is happening and it's gonna be it's gonna happen as it happens
0: and yeah, you just don't know and that's um in yeah like this could not be any more true to be kind of telling myself at the moment. So what's happened is yeah, I'm working at Mount borbor and what happened is during lockdown for the the one that just came I was actually at Mount Hotham doing mm-hmm. my level one course mm-hmm. the snowboard instructing and yeah lockdown got announced I was like you know what I'm gonna stay here I'm gonna I'm by myself I don't know anyone I've never been to this mountain before but it feels right I'm going I'm gonna let it happen and see and it was absolutely magical it's completely unreal and what happened is I met some people and they got me a job so I came back to Baw I quit so today's my last day here but yesterday I actually got a phone call and they've said because of the lockdown in Perisha, the work that I would have had in guest services here is now going to be given to those in Perisha to do remotely. So I now no longer have a job. And I've yeah, wow. been, yeah, I've just like gone, did a little meditation this morning and really started and I was like, now what's going to happen? Mm. I have no plan. I'm not sure where I'm going to be staying. I'm not sure what work I'm going to do, but I'm going to allow it to happen. And I really feel like it's going to work out for the best. Like some opportunity is going to come up. I, I don't know. I really, I really feel like something's going to come from this and I'm just allowing it to be, it's scary. It's definitely daunting um, to know that yeah. I had a secure job that I was going to. And now there's not a plan and I've got nowhere to stay, but I know that this is all you know happening for a reason and something will come from it.
1: Yeah. And that's so beautiful. Hey, and life is going to, throw us things and it's really it's going to be how are we gonna how are we gonna deal with that right because if we Mm. like you said if you if you now if you can be still open so even there's a bit of like like insecurity and not knowing where where things are going and so on but if you can be open in this moment like you can either do two things you can be scared or you can be open and Mm -hmm. the the external reality is not going to be really different from whatever you choose to do with that right so you can Mm. So the external reality is not going to change. But what I do think the moment you, you're you open, actually you're open more receptive to opportunities as well. And like you hear someone talking and you say, hey, what is that? And then you walk up to the person and you start talking and then, oh yeah, I've got the, I know this other person that has a job, blah, whatever, right? Like yeah. you, this is how things yeah. go. And so there's kind of like a, a beautiful opportunity in that sense to, you've got two choices. You can either contract or you can go open and, you know, open is just kind of like the nicer choice. So why not do that? And mm. then also from the, the likelihood that it's gonna be more opportunity possible is it's just gonna be bigger because you're more open and receptive to it, right? So it's, but this is very logical. Like someone can talk themselves into this, but it's really, my experience has also been a complete surrender like a surrender into it's just actually like I'm just gonna trust,
0: mm. completely
1: trust that this is gonna be cool, you know, and I've got this. Like and and that comes with a certain it doesn't come like I've got this and like yeah, fist in the air, and I've uh, my experience has been can we soften into that, into the fear of that, right? And soften into anything that comes up around it and really surrender and trust that it's gonna work out,
0: you mm. know. Uh,
1: and and that's an art in and of itself, right? Like, that's not that
0: easy. No, it's not easy. But that's, yeah, that's exactly what I've been doing. I yeah, yeah. had the course for um terms, so I was like, you know what? I'll just sleep in my car. I'll get through it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect too much. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be completely open. I'm going to be completely vulnerable. I'm going to surrender to whatever happens. And yeah, ended up doing the whole week for lockdown there. And it was the most magical experience. And that's the same with this situation. I'm like... I really have no idea what's going to happen. I I don't know where I'm going to end up or what I'm going to do, but I'm going to take the opportunity to be completely open and surrender. And what did happen with Hotham the first time was because I was so open. Like opportunities was was coming. I was meeting people. I found a place to stay. You know, I found a job at the time. Mm, The things that came from that from being open was just unreal. I could easily have been there, not really spoken to anyone, done my qualification and just, you know, went straight back to work but i was i was open and i allowed whatever to happen and i think this place of just surrendering is it's definitely daunting but it's so rewarding Mm. yeah and it's kind of like
1: like if we look just from a more primal perspective it kind of goes against this whole okay we're going to survive now and we're going to do everything that we can in order to and and we're going to contract right like Mm. that's from a like it's fight flight freeze that's just because we're basically in a survival mode in that in that moment right that 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 part of the brain which is a prefrontal cortex in the brain hasn't developed yet in, in even in our in our human brain and it still responds to that kind of situations in that fight flight freeze response so sure there's not a tiger standing there in front of you to attack you right but the brain picks it up in that way so basically, your body is, like, the moment it starts to contract, the body is saying, I need to fight for my life here, right? Like, And that's the experience, right? That's that fe- that whole fear thing. And a lot of people nowadays, because we're so far removed from nature and from actually, actually physical threat, right, we're so far removed from that that we interpret certain life events, like not having a job or breaking up with a partner or... Uh, whatever else, like certain life events gets interpreted through this lens of fight, flight, freeze, which is that survival mechanism. Mm-hmm. And so it's really for us as a um, as a collective as well, as a collective species in that sense to... It, it's just not useful anymore in today's world that we live in. It's kind of outdated in a sense, but the part of the brain is still operating in that way. And it's really... How can we transform? Because we are evolution in motion, right? Like we are, evol- we are evolving right now at this point, in this mm-hmm. moment, right? And we're gonna inform future generations as well through how we, inf- how we change ourselves, right? And the more we can, we can actually see through this illusion and see through that it's not, am I actually, is there actually a physical threat here? Am I actually about to die? No you know what i mean yeah and it's um, crazy
0: that our our bodies are reacting as if there is a real threat like our body in terms of that fight flight freeze response you know it's getting that cortisol pumping it's getting adrenaline yeah. getting our bodies physically ready to fight something but the threat is work or it's about a person like there is your body doesn't need to be preparing itself like that but it just perceives it as if it's real and and we're in this state 24/7 a lot of us like for a, a lot of the day we're in that kind of response it's crazy and the damage it does to your body is just unreal as well because in in the world of you know like around being around nature every now and then you might have a, a threat like that every now and then there might be a danger and so your body can quickly adapt and then let it go but we're in this 24 7 we're always got something that our body thinks there's a, mm. a threat and it, it just can't survive
1: yeah well that's that's the whole reason i think that and and we also as human beings we we met our states so we get we get fearful about our fear, right? Yeah. So we, th- that's, that's what happens as human beings, which is something that animals don't experience. Animals may be, okay, there's a, the, there's a little lamb standing there, there's a tiger all of a sudden, and the lamb runs away and he survives. And then he's, he doesn't think about that anymore. He's just now, that's more instinctive, right? Animals operate instinctively. And we, are, we have another dimension in the human reality, which is also that thinking and that feeling, right? which is we can think about our own thinking and we can feel about our mm-hmm. own feeling so we we even further away from actual reality out out in the world right but that's the reason that so many people experience any form of anxiety which is anxiety is living in the future in a sense and depression is living in the past right mm-hmm. so it's that's and that's it, it's just that mechanism and if we can it's really it really comes back to surrendering softening into the body and into and becoming really present with this moment it's it's really it sounds super simple but that's really that's really how we unlearn and unwind those patterns in in our brain as well and how can we become more aware of when those things when those triggers so to speak happen when the body tends up and the mind starts to think about the future and scenarios and things like that and how can we how can we see through that more and then it becomes this it's may it's might still be there to a degree, but it becomes this glass window that we kind of look through rather than that we are subject to it. So we, it becomes objective to us. So we can objectively see it and we can still we can see it. But we're not in it. We're not as it. That's the the power of this work as well. How can we become like transcend and include so we're transcending it, we're rising above and then we're including it and releasing it. And that's where That's how we constantly sort of raise consciousness as well, raise through our own consciousness and in a sense, touch higher dimensions of being, which is where joy and love and peace is actually actually possible. It's not possible in in the down here reality where fear and so on lives. It's not there because the body is too contracted. The body. The, you can't go there in that state so yeah but it's and that's and that's a gradual process right it takes time it takes practice and it takes uh, commitment as well but that it, yeah that's that's if people can commit if, especially if someone is experiencing any form of anxiety or or things like that or just any unresourceful thoughts or feelings if people can commit to this work it's really life-changing and transforming you don't have to experience any of that stuff it's not a normal experience actually Mm. but so many people also consider it oh yeah of course i'm anxious it's normal everyone is anxious well is it that's not normal right where you have to be that way yeah that it's not it's not actually normal but we a lot of people consider it to be normal so we, we also need to break free from that whole paradigm of that that's normal right
0: yeah i think they think it's normal because it's so common
1: it's like, it's, well, every, yeah. you know, everyone
0: else is feeling that way. Everyone else gets stressed about those things. And, like, sure, it's common, but it doesn't necessarily need to be that way. And it's so interesting when you do start to delve through that and let go that you don't need to be experiencing that. There's not like it's a given or it's happening. It's just that's one way that you're dealing with your perceptions of reality and things. And it doesn't need to be that way. Like, you can let go and surrender and be present.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful conversation. This has been really incredible. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your time. I I could talk for hours with you.
1: Yeah, it was really, it was really a cool conversation. I I felt like we went into a lot of rabbit holes. So um,
0: thank you as well.
1: Like your beautiful approach, it's super free, flowy, and just really natural.
0: Well, that wraps up this week's podcast with incredible Sarah DeClercq, where we spoke about creativity, curiosity, and consciousness. In particular, we spoke about the importance of fun and finding a way to incorporate that fun into work. We also spoke about how curiosity is the key to creativity and how being curious creates a space for creativity to flow through and new ideas to form. We discovered that being comfortable means that you don't often question things and it's in that questioning that we have discoveries about ourselves and the world. We explore ideas around identity and what happens when that identity we have is threatened some of the pros and cons to our dualistic minds and how our emotion is just energy in motion. If you're keen to hear from more podcasts like this, stay tuned.